0: In this episode, I talk with Rustin L. Odom about alternate reality games, ARGs. Rustin is a multimedia producer and the creator of The Index Project, a mind-bending sci-fi franchise that blurs the line between story and reality. Spanning multiple mediums, The Index Project includes a film series, comic books, novels, video games, and more. I hope you enjoy this topic Justin, it's good to meet you. Glad you're here on Dead Hand Radio, and today we're going to talk about ARGs. Do you have a canned definition or just a a brief overview of what ARGs are?
1: Yeah, well, the funny thing is uh, ARGs are pretty versatile, so it's like everybody's going to have their own definition of it. The way I explain it to financiers and family members and people have no clue what they are <laughs> i uh pretty much i explain them as almost like easter egg hunts on the internet like uh, you're, cool. you're trying to find clues and along the way most args not all, all args but most args tell a story while you're discovering these clues and solving these puzzles and and uh some of the best my favorite args are ones that like drum up theories from the audience you know like they they go whoa what does this video mean and what does that clue mean and so it kind of creates this interactive storytelling process um and that's that brings again a, my loose definition of it. okay here. that
0: brings up my first question then um yeah are, are there hard and fast rules for ARGs such as the um the narrative cannot change Like uh, like you have a a plot from start Mm -hmm. to finish and the audience can do or the participants can do whatever they want within the boundaries of that plot. Or can the plot change as the uh, participants, um, like you said, start to interact and engage and and things start to take turns? Uh, You know, what is the rule on that?
1: Well, I mean, it's really no rules. I mean, it's kind of, um, I mean, it's kind of like saying, "Here's a book. Write what you want," and then you can kind of follow the general ideas and and motives and and concepts that previous writers have given you, like uh, examples from books you read in the past. But ultimately, you're going to be writing what you want to write. And so, an ARG can. I've seen ARGs that are following a strict path in storytelling, and so that's what they adhere to. I've seen ARGs where people were like, anything goes. It depends on what the comment on the YouTube video is that they'll actually change up their whole script. In fact, one of the ARGs the ARG that I'm working on now um, literally created a couple of videos based on some of the user engagement in the comments on the previous video. So, it was, so it's kind of wherever it goes. For me, and I can only speak for myself, is... I have a basic idea, a story world, where certain like rules apply. It's like a magic realism almost sort of thing, using technology. And as long as it fits within those parameters, so it's almost like, imagine like the Marvel Universe or Star Wars or something like that. Like, you got the Force, right? As long as, like, user engagement aren't asking you something crazy from the Force or something like that, then... For me, all rules apply. Like just, you know, let's just have fun. Let's see what people want to engage in. Um, but I kind of like to stick in that story world. Whereas I've seen other ARGs, I, I can't think of the name of it, but there's one where it's like almost a Twitter-based ARG where essentially like people would comment and then it would just went off and it almost developed its own story world. I think that's really hard to manage and maybe, I don't know, there's some tricks to, to actually keeping it alive and all that, but... Um, so it's it's everywhere to answer your question it's everywhere it's like so okay cool super interactive to your story
0: world i want to give you a chance to talk about your arg the index sure. uh, because yeah. it is pretty comprehensive i mean it's it's pretty interesting it's what you know brought you and i together um yeah i, I think i originally found you on twitter and uh and then through the twitter feed i saw your youtube channel and started following that um saw the videos about the ARG and <clears throat> my own journey into ARGs started only a few years ago. I, I, I don't remember exactly when, but, yeah. and I, I can't remember if it was a book that I read um, or it was a podcast that I listened to or it yeah. was something uh, Cicada 3301 that uh, I yeah, heard about classic. on the internet yeah yeah so i can't remember which one came first but all all three of those elements kind of spurred me in the direction of you and your arg and so when i saw that you were ramping it back up um yeah i decided i wanted to you know contact you have a conversation and see what comes out of that yeah uh now what did what can you tell me about your journey into the world of ARGs? How did you first discover it and what inspired you to start your own?
1: Yeah. So um, my first introduction to ARGs, or at least when I kind of like connected the dots, like, holy cow, this is really cool. Like blending a reality entertainment thing was um, probably the dark night. When the dark night came out and, 1874. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> it was, they, they marketed. It was funny because it was kind of like the, I mean, bloggers and all of them have been around for a while, but the internet was still kind of fresh. You know I mean? It wasn't like as baked as it is today, obviously, but, but what was interesting is they, their, their campaign really focused not on, I mean, obviously they had like major media channels and, and ads on TV and stuff like that, but a big part of their marketing budget Went toward internet, and one of the things that they did so creatively was that they targeted bloggers by sending. Um, they remember Dark Knight is the one with the Joker, right? Yeah. So they they sent a cakes, like literal physical cakes, to all these bloggers. And I used to follow this um, blog called Slash Film. I think they're still around. I just haven't seen it in a while, but um, and they were kind of small, small ish, and they had this article that had to like, hey, we just received this anonymous cake and the cake said, ha, 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 ha. They're just like freaking out. Like, was this from the marketing team of the Dark Knight? Like, this is creeping me out. And they found a phone inside the cake. And like, they I don't remember if they like, found somewhere like a certain time. It was going to call. I can't remember how that played out, but, but the phone eventually called along with, a you know, a hundred of other cakes and bloggers and all that, and it gave them like a code. And then like it created this like huge live event where they had to go find a phone booth. I think it was, um, or that might've been a different PRG. but at any rate, it was like turned into this whole thing where they even had websites. And this is the thing that kind of blew me away is they had websites that were like in story world websites. And I'm sure it exists. I, it had to have existed before, but it was new to me. And I'm like, holy cow, uh, there is a website dedicated to the Dent care, Harvey Dent, as if he's really running for mayor of Gotham, like as if it's a real city, it's a real political campaign and everything else. And that blending of story world and reality just blew me away. And so for I had a project coming out, a film called Nonsense at the time, and I was like, you know what? There's this. The film was about like this girl who can't get out of her house. She goes through like one door and ends up coming out of her bed, like out the front door, coming out of her bedroom door. So she's like effectively trapped inside of her house. And I was like, what if I did something like that? So I created like these these frames, door frames that were like standing on their own, and I put them all around this college that's near me, and and to promote the film. And it kind of worked. It wasn't great, but it kind of worked. But it was hell of fun man like like just to like blend people create curiosity for people like we even had a website that was kind of dedicated to be like almost like a what um what's going on there sort of thing and it was like for me that was like that blending i was like i can't go back like i can't just do the hollywood thing i want to do this weird internet mixing reality sort of thing cool yeah. Uh,
0: so th- did did that lead you directly into the Index, or how did that come about?
1: Uh, Like, it was – so Index kind of came out like story first back in 2015, I think, is when I first started putting it together. Um, and it was always meant to be connected to an ARG. Like, it was always going to be a film series – that also would some, like kind of blend reality with websites and stuff like that. I didn't anticipate it being as like a uh, franchisee <laughs> as it is now, like we're comic books and other video games as well as an energy and all that. So it kind of grew. Thanks COVID all that free time. Yeah. But, um, but it, it always was going to be connected to this, like somehow it's going to blend reality and I was going to have clues that people could follow and they can kind of, Develop more story or get more story from pursuing the, I guess, info in or clues and things like that in the actual story world.
0: So, if anybody wants to find out what the index is, do you, do you want to give an overview of it or do you want people to go to sure. your channel to, to watch it?
1: I give both. it whatever. So, yeah, so like the index is essentially it's a sci fi franchise, um, that's Fully independent. I mean, it's largely just me and then ran, random people hired and stuff like that. But it's fully independent where it's going to be um, a kind of – here's how I describe it a lot of times. I describe it almost like an event. So it's a web series, comic book, video game, that sort of thing. But they're all going to be launching in a 12-week period. So I think of it as like a 12 week event where hopefully people will be able to watch it one episode released each week so there's 12 episodes and as they watch it they'll find clues they'll kind of go on that little easter egg hunt on the internet and then discover more story, more videos, release, you know, comic book pages. So it's like kind of like almost I'm hoping to get like people together on this like huge internet easter egg hunt over that 12 week span but it's a sci-fi world where reality is not as stable as we think it is it's a glitching reality and people take advantage of that so corporations and governments and things like that they they go you know what hey reality's not too stable i bet we can bastardize the hell out of it (laughs) just like the oil companies but uh you know so it's like you know, this weird event that's going to be taking place. And uh, you can find more at uh, the index.world website. And then just, I'm sure if you just search on Twitter or on YouTube, you can find us there too.
0: Yeah. And I'll put the links in the description on this. Yeah. Uh, so, so how, how did you come up with the idea? I mean, I, I understand that you wanted to build an ARG, but how did you come up with the concept of what the index is? This glitchy world that, things just don't quite seem to fit. And, yeah. you know, when you find like a, like a, I don't know, like a Lego kit where something's not quite right. And if it's out of, out of order, then it leads to a clue that leads you yeah. deeper into the, the, the puzzle. So how, yeah. how, what, what gave you, what spawned that whole
1: idea? That's a great way to put it. Um, So I'm a big I also have again, I do too many things. I also have a, a my own like personal YouTube video or YouTube channel called Theory Inc, and it's all about like discovering crazy stuff in science or paranormal or government conspiracies that sort of thing, which is very much like yours. Cool. And uh, and so one of the things I really got into years ago was the Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics. So wow. it's like. The the concept and it's more like woo woo science, even though there. I still think there's a little bit of weirdness in it, but it's a weird concept that consciousness kind of shapes reality. Um, if you guys want to do a, like a, go down a rabbit hole, just search like double slit experiment or quantum yeah. eraser experiment. It's 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 wild stuff. Like the implications of it is pretty crazy. Although there's obviously a debate between whether it's real, you know, the interpretation is real science or not, but. But I either I don't care. Like it's like that's like fictional gold for me. Is <laughs> is like the idea that consciousness creates reality or like has something to do with reality. And so I guess it just kind of I like stories like um, where ambitious characters take advantage or like almost like the anti-hero characters that find an opportunity and just squeeze it dry. You know what I mean? And so I imagine like a world where people found out that consciousness creates reality. So what happens if companies found out, what if governments found out, what if all these, you know, ne'er do well characters found out that it's uh, a reality is actually malleable. How would they take advantage of it? And what would be the implications on reality in general? If people took advantage of it, you know, like, like, uh, you can argue like pollution and all that sort of stuff is in the air now. Well, that's because people are chasing after that dollar or power. So, what about reality? What happens to reality? Does it start glitching out? Does it start messing up? And what yeah. what does it look like when somebody weaponizes reality? You know, so that that's kind of like that. Those two ideas combined is really what birthed the the index.
0: So you're you're obviously heavily influenced by science fiction. Uh, can you name like a, a an author or a film director or somebody that has influenced you from an early age. Uh,
1: sure. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick for sure. Yeah. Like Two thousand one nice Space Odyssey. I mean, there is no I mean Doctor Strange Love.
0: My my oh, one of my yeah. favorite all time movies.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, is there a movie he's done that you don't like? I mean uh, um, but no, but I haven't I, seen it. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, the thing about 2001 Space Odyssey is, like, it's just, it's, 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 the thing I love about it is it's, like, such a deep level without telling everything. You know, like, it's, like, obviously, you know, I've read the book, that as well. Um, the author escapes me right now. It's a famous author, too, but whatever. Um, but uh, the, even his film by itself, or, like, even The Shining, right? There's so much left in subjective interpretation that literally... Books and movies and videos and and essays and everything else has been done on like what's the actual meaning conspiracies absolutely yeah. have you seen Room twenty three that's like a it's about the Shining but it's like all the different conspiracies of what Stanley Kubrick meant about <laughs> like, right wrote did
0: I, so so going off into that. Little patch of weeds or off in that rabbit hole. Love it. It, it, Do you think that he intentionally put those in there or were it was that creative license?
1: Some things I do wonder. Like like a few of them, if you watch like The Room 23, uh, I think it might be on Netflix, at least it used to be, but great film. I mean, a lot of it is a little bit of a stretch. But, like, there's this one particular scene, and I hope I'm not giving out spoilers. Spoiler alert, I guess. But the movie's where, 50 years old, man. <laughs> well, I mean, for Room 23, movie. the theory. Oh, okay. I the oh, gotcha. Is, there's this one, like, that had to have been intentional. It's the one takeaway I had where it's like, Stanley Kubrick, I think, intentionally did that. Was in the hallway scene. in that famous, I don't know, like, you see it in wallpapers and people's whatever. But, like, you know, like, the uh, carpet shape mirror yeah. scene like it's like a hexagon-ish right, sort of right. thing very similar to the launch pad NASA's launch pad for you know sending off rockets and stuff
0: Apollo the Apollo program right
1: yes yes thank you and there's a moment where i think a ball like rolls into yeah. the shot when he's playing with the, on the carpet yeah. and he's wearing an apollo like homemade apollo shirt like oh. a little rocket and he slowly r- launches off or stands up off of the launch pad. Like it's huh. too many coincidences. Like huh. that one ha- like it, that's the one I'm like, okay, I think he did that on purpose. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now what significance that is? Yeah, that's that's knows?
0: the that's the part where it gets a little uh, a, a little I don't know. cuz he goes into or that theory goes into Yeah. uh that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing here on earth. And then it was a big, you know, it was whole, it was all faked, And that was his clue to say that, that he did it.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and I don't know about that, but like, it's, it's fun. I love like, I love just diving into things. Like my whole, my whole viewpoint is like, I have a maybe shelf. And, like, I'm not, I'm never going to say anything for sure. I, I just so, but I can't ever do
0: that. Let's take this back to the index. Now, if yeah. if that was part of the index, or if we were living in the index world, then yeah. that uh, event or sequence of events could have actually changed the history of the Apollo program to where now it is, uh, uh, you know, it, it is discovered that it was faked. Is that sure about accurate
1: if you have enough power yeah Yeah. like i mean reality is malleable right i mean obviously like in the index universe there's you know limitations like if you were to use the star wars analogy with the force you can't do anything with the force you can't like blow up on a planet with the force or maybe you could if you had enough jedi and sith working together to focus on it or something but like there's limitations but yeah. I mean, within reason, you could kind of like rewrite history mm. or anything like reality is completely malleable to to enough collective consciousness is coming together to change it.
0: Right. Good stuff. So yeah, going back to Stanley Kubrick, that um, is one of your one of the influences on your
1: uh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Becoming a creative filmmaker, oh, uh, yeah. storyteller, world builder. Uh, yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else fall into that kind of? like yeah like
1: um not necessarily sci-fi related i mean there's like christopher nolan um there's um i think like pt anderson is probably as far as filmmakers go you know one of my one of my bigger ones who is like directing stuff uh pt anderson he did like um there will be blood was his my favorite oh okay good
0: movie yeah good movie
1: yeah yeah, he did a lot. He did a lot. He did a totally a not
0: science fiction, though.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. But <laughs> That's like a I guess West, more like almost a western. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> so like for technique and stuff like that, oh, like okay. I guess tone and theme. I also like um, um, David Fincher. He did like Fight Club, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, for sci-fi, it's funny because I guess you know it's i always give this answer and everybody immediately goes oh well you must be an anime person i'm not (laughs) but but some of the best stories were early sci-fi or early sci-fi anime like ghost in the shell yeah um uh what was that one uh paprika things like that that's all about consciousness or about dreams and things like that um so a lot of that was influential to me because I was younger when I watched those because they were older. Nowadays, anime, you know, there's some that are okay, whatever. But but uh, the older, old style of anime was a lot taken. Was a lot more serious and not so wacky. Um, had some, like, deep, deep sci-fi stories that, like, bordered on, like, sci-fi slash, like, philosophy. You know, the human spirit or the human... What is... What, what is Your, you know uh, a person are they the collection of their memories sort of things you know
0: yeah what about uh i think it was a christopher (laughs) nolan directed film leonardo dicaprio inception uh, that's the one
1: yeah 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 i love inception yeah (laughs) yeah that was great that's a good
0: mind bender that Um, was
1: one like i think the index was like it's just starting out, if I remember correctly, or at least the concept in my brain. Because I say 2015 is when it started, but that's more like when it like started making stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, when Inception came out, I remember just thinking like, damn it, they've taken most <laughs> of my ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan, get out of my head.
0: Uh, that's uh, You know, it's a funny thing about ideas. You know, people yeah. think ideas are are these great concepts that nobody's ever thought of. Like I'm the right. I'm the first person to ever think of this. That yeah. just isn't no. true, man. Ideas are yeah. are fleeting thoughts, and when somebody yeah. grabs onto that idea and actually does something, that's when it becomes yeah. right. something tangible, something meaningful. But yeah, right. I, I have thousands of ideas, you know, on a on a weekly basis. And yeah, h- how do you produce an idea into something that's meaningful you can you you try to answer that question
1: well i think ideas are just like the product of your experiences i mean simply put right so and the funny thing is we're so connected now through the internet obviously and all that is that it's so easy to say oh look you know i had this idea now now i'm watching it on tv but the truth is like or at least what i would guess the truth to be is that if ideas are the product of your experience and we're having more and more of a shared experience all the time with everybody in the world through our consumption and things that go viral or whatever, then more and more, we're going to see those ideas, the same ideas come together more and more. So I bet you that phenomenon is going to be happening more often than not. Or, you know, if you want to talk about the index universe or some other collective consciousness theory is that, there is a stream of something going through all of us that's that's like you come up with those ideas and it's like 10 other people do it too. There's a, there's a, I want to say, the name of a theory or something like that or a phenomenon or something. Now, I want to say it's related to Pixar. I can't remember. But like there's a phenomenon, I think, in the early 2000s where like a Pixar movie would come out, but then also then like two other movies would come out. They're very similar. And there's no way, unless they had spies in each other's you know headquarters or something, there's no way that, like, what are the odds of those same type of movies coming out? And it, and and a lot of people had theories that it was like consciousness, this sort of thing. But um, no, to get back to your question, like, where I guess like where do ideas of this come from? And it's like,
0: well, no, not half where the they time. come from. How how do you take an idea from concept yeah. to oh, something yeah. that's people can actually enjoy and and participate in? Yeah. What's the what's the process of doing that? Hard work. Well, fortitude. Yeah,
1: I think just
0: don't take no for an answer.
1: (laughs) I get you know it's man that's a good question because it's kind of I guess it depends on the medium what you're what you're building. Um, for for film, the easiest one I guess to answer for film is like quite literally. I'll start with just a. A general, so like, let's say the index, for example, like I kind of have a general idea of what the index world is. Like the like consciousness is affecting reality and glitches and all that sort of stuff. And then, and I think everybody would answer this totally differently, but I'll often like think of a really cool scene that could be in an episode or in a film or something like that with a general idea of the whole picture. Like, I mean, a blurry, non-concrete, view idea of the emotions I want people to feel you know like it's totally just this looking through a a darkly dark mirror right Mm -hmm. or dark glass whatever that saying is and then all like scenes will kind of pop up like oh it'd be so cool if like so and so hacked reality and you know grabbed a gun off of you know I don't know A swamp or something, like I don't know, and then it'd be cool if this like action scene took place after that and and everything else. And then I, you know, it's almost like these dots start appearing scene wise, but it takes work to connect those dots, Mm -hmm. you know, like it takes like legit sitting down, often listening to music, like movie scores, or something like that, just literally sitting in my backyard, staring at a block wall, and just thinking how do i get from point a to point b but in a fluid meaningful character driven way you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like it starts with this ethereal weirdness that you just have to solidify to the point where it becomes solid And by the time you get to like editing the thing all you're doing is taking this like grandiose idea that's so cool the feeling you get the excitement you get from the inspiration you get is this like oh it's gonna be so epic and you're just making compromise after compromise after compromise until it becomes fixed in reality that people will like or not like but either way you'll hate it because you're just making compromises all the way
0: yeah that's well put i mean because i've experienced that myself in the creative process it's the the creative process really is like like a sculptor you you see this stone right you're not carving something into the stone you're just removing the chunks of the stone that don't belong that's in, right. in the
1: sculpture yeah yeah uh that's a great good way. Way. That's a really you know, way you
0: you you put it that you put it well and and i just kind of expounded on it so um yeah i, I like that you only answer. take away
1: right like, like that's a great analogy because you're only compromised you can't you know it's it'll never almost never even if you're like maybe da vinci was able to do it. I don't know, but like you know, like you can almost never get it, get it exactly to that feeling or to that 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 ideal. It's kind of like when you're reading a book, you know, and it's and it's you're reading it, and then you watch the movie afterwards, and you're just like, eh, it wasn't that the good. same? Because you'll never compete. You'll never yeah. compete with the yeah. ideal that the person brought because it, it'll be it's a different movie in your in your head for yeah. every single person that reads that book
0: that's why i i've always felt that it's unfair to compare a book to a a film yeah even if it's the same name same concept like right the the one that really went away from what the original source material was is world war z the 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 world war z was that's right nothing close to what the movie was but the movie was good in its own right say what
1: It was like a journal. The book was like a journal.
0: Yeah, the book. Yeah, it was like a journal. It was like it was like a a series of stories uh, about what people were experiencing through the zombie apocalypse. That's right. Yeah. Good book. Very good book. Well done. But and the movie was good on its own as well. I think the book should have, or the movie should have been called something different because it was not anywhere close to what the book was.
1: Well, here's something I learned just a few years ago: is a lot of times they'll have these scripts just sitting there. Like, like, it's already written. So, like, well, that's what it is. They get the rights for something, yeah, and then they just slap the name on it because there's already a following, yeah. You know, so like, I heard rumor that uh, the last, not the last Ghostbusters, but the Ghostbusters before was that they already had the script written, yeah, not Ghostbusters in mind at all. They just tweaked a few things and made it Ghostbusters. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, okay. So lots are like, yeah. So World War Z I could easily see them like they had a zombie movie. Yeah. Oh crap. Brad Pitts an, excited for a zombie movie or like wants to do a zombie movie. What can we do? Uh get, quick, go get the rights to World War Z. That's got a big zombie following. and then they just slapped it on there and that's it. That's all they gotta about. Uh,
0: aside from the the obvious overdoing of CGI in that film, I really liked yeah. it. I, I thought it was a really yeah. good movie. That's pretty cool. Is that the one with but, the wall, like the zombies? Yeah, yeah. Oh
1: my gosh, that's 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 a very epic like scene right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. They encircled Jerusalem in a some kind <laughs> of a wall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's a good movie. I really like that movie. Um yeah. I, I've, I've always liked zombie movies since I was a little kid.
1: Oh, me too. Uh, we yeah. I used to make zombie movies like in junior high, high school. Yeah. that was the first thing i ever filmed <laughs> really movies. you filmed yeah. you've made some zombie movies yeah with my oh, friends cool. like we we literally in high school i remember we wanted to go all out and halloween was coming up. see back then you couldn't order off anything you know there's no amazon no nothing like that yeah so we had to wait to get all our blood supply and makeup spy and everything else when halloween was coming mm-hmm. because then the that the, what was even you was go to kmart
0: coming? to the to the yes. costume section, right?
1: <laughs> that's right. No, that's absolutely 100% right. So we knew Walmart was coming. So this must have been like in September or something. Yeah. Or no, we knew Halloween was coming. And uh, so what we did was we literally went around the school and asked for donations. And so people like, and it was great. It was like the original like crowdsourcing. Like, that's cool. <laughs> crowdfunding. That's cool. It was yeah. like we, we literally went around with a cup and said, hey, can you just donate a little bit of your lunch money? And then we bought like a bunch of uh, makeup and and Mostly blood, like it was just mostly blood, and then uh, we made some really horrible but fun zombie movies.
0: Yeah, it's about the experience, man. The final product, yeah. You, you really yeah. don't know what you're doing at that age. You're just about having a good time and creating yeah. memories. Oh, um, for sure. For sure. So we, when you mentioned crowdsourcing, that is an important thing to to talk about because your yeah. project, The Index, um, would. Do well. Have you crowdsourced any of it?
1: No, because I'm too scared to. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay, like it's almost it's almost. What are like, the pitfalls? I, I have...
0: Go ahead. What are the pitfalls of of crowdsourcing that you're concerned?
1: Spiritually, about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it would be, or maybe it's more like say my ego is okay. like it's almost like putting my work to the test. <laughs>
0: oh, <yeah. laughs> like,
1: do yeah. people actually want to see this thing? And and make it happen you know and so my thought was always kind of like well maybe i should get like the first season out right like i would Mm -hmm. get the first season Mm -hmm. out, build a crowd first and then use that to fund um because you can crowdfund obviously almost from zero it's a lot of work and i did a lot of research on like the best way to do it and they as they say like as that crowdfunding campaign's going on it's like a full-time job like you're just going crazy on it and me i'm always like i just default to like i just want to make stuff i don't want to be doing the crowdfunding stuff i don't i mean i'm a horrible self marketer Hmm. and so it always kind of yeah it always took like it just went to the back burner um for so long and now it's like well the strategy is like let me just get a crowd first (laughs) and then i'll consider the funding
0: Do you do you have you set a hard launch date for this project?
1: Next year ish.
0: Okay. No. So the answer is no. (laughs) No. So the answer is no. (laughs) In the foreseeable future, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, know, like once we get closer, I mean, within months, I will. You know, like I'll I'll get to a point where because I'm still, I mean, this is it's a side project that's taken up. I mean half my day at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, day. when I, so, when
0: I mentioned crowdsourcing, I was mostly, I was more uh, interested in, in hearing if you have reached out to other creative people to see if they would be oh, be interested in participating, helping you develop the concept.
1: Not much, you know, like uh, I had a, a partner actually originally um, had a partner who was helping develop the story and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, lives got in the way. And it wasn't until COVID, you know, that I we, I started picking this back up. Yeah. And not to make this a sad story, but he actually passed away during COVID. Oh, um, sorry sure to hear that. From COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so he, you know, like we were kind of off. We weren't really working on the index pre that. And then that kind of was one of the pushing points to get the index off the ground. And besides like... I mean, I've hired a couple of developers and obviously people to crew to help me on the set and stuff like that. Uh, but no, I honestly I haven't reached out to a whole lot. It's getting to that point though. Like it's like, uh, you know, I like to think I could do everything, but you know, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. What
0: What kind of momentum do you have behind the um, uh, the promotion? I I know you say you're you're a terrible self promoter, but there oh, are... Yeah there are some things that you're doing that are right because when I see your little videos, your journals or whatever you call them, uh, your video oh, yeah. journals, those, I'm like, I'm like, when's the next one coming out Rustin? you know, <laughs> when, know. when are we so going to get to play it. this cool game, man? <laughs> I know, So you're, I know. Do, you're doing it right. You definitely got the, the teaser effect in, in full swing, but yeah. what's the, how, what's the, you know, cause you, you'll go through like a period where you do some, Real good promotion, and then there's yeah. a like a break in between, and it kind of loses yeah. momentum at that point, right?
1: It's true, no, it's 100% true. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 hard to like uh, because you obviously you're trying to build the thing, yeah, but then yeah. there's so much work that needs to be done into like even just getting a Twitter post out. Like, and maybe it's because I'm thinking too much about like the post or I'm trying to like find the right artwork <laughs> or whatever, you know, like I just I hate doing things. <sighs> Just quickly, you know, like I just hate it. And I don't, a lot of people say, Oh, OCD and all that sort of stuff. And I don't know if it's that, but it's like, I just, if something goes out, I want it to be good. And so it takes time just to like build up a video or a tweet, even like a, like I did a happy Halloween thing. (laughs) And I spent probably at least a solid hour. Trying to get the right AI art. Oh, I saw, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Twitter, yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and it was like I wanted the pumpkin to be like connected to all these devices, and it's like very indexy, right? Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like all crazy, and it wasn't working with me. And I finally just relented and said, "Fine." It's been an hour, and put that out there. And that's that's the trick, right? Like it's just like there's so much, and what will happen? Like if I go like those dark periods, a lot of times like it's because I'm working like. Well, I think the last one was because I, we were like in the middle of shooting. So it's like mm. that's like a 10 to 14 hour day every day. Yeah. So that's like, there, yeah, I'm going dark for that, all that stuff. But it's just, it's like, I can't, I can't just release easy stuff. I would love to, like, I would love to just kind of like throw out whatever, I guess stock art or something like that. It's just, it's just hard.
0: Well, the, the artwork that I've seen, the videos that I've seen, uh, I, I know there's quality behind it. I know you're you're producing quality content Thank you. for the web yeah. and for the audience. Uh, to my detriment, apparently. Yeah. It is. It totally is. <laughs> uh, but I, I get that, man, uh, because it yeah. seems like it's almost built into a creative personality that you have some like flaw that makes you a perfectionist.
1: It totally does. It totally so I, does. I feel like, you, and, man. and the truth is, like somewhere in between is probably that sweet spot. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, like you, you can look, you at, know like, you're uh, in the
0: zone when you're yeah. when hours have gone by and you look at your screen and what you've done and you're like, wow, I, I didn't even realize where the time went. You know, you're in the creative. That's zone. the truth, and that's and that's the, the sweet spot. Like you said, man, that's that's yeah. where the secret sauce is made right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. And honestly like you know with the index I could see you know like I said it's most largely me working on it but like I always joke with my wife like is if this does take off and there's a team to be hired forget it. <laughs> you know what I mean I'll just I'll lock myself away I'll just play producer for a lot of it. I'll hire directors and everything else, and I'll just be writing stories and be like, nice. "Here, I have this." And Like, what is this? A movie? What, a video game? I don't, I don't know. Just make it. <laughs> just, just keep writing stories, and then just have creatives do it.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> and every you, so often, I'll be like, "I like this story too much. I'm filming this one."
0: <laughs> have you thought about putting it into a a book form? Oh, I, I guess the story's so. Yeah. So still evolving, so it's kind of hard to ha- have sit down and write a story that's that's not a, there's no end to it, right?
1: Well, this is the problem because I go too ambitious. So mm-hmm. not only is there a book in the works with a general outline, yeah, but there's also an interactive fiction slash book.
0: Oh no! Okay, again, that's on top of everything else: the comic book, the A.O.G., yeah, yeah. the
1: film series. <laughs> so the interactive book. Uh, as a developer right now working on that uh, yeah. just to get the So, so uh,
0: like, just real quick, explain to people who may not know what interactive media is.
1: Sure. It's another one of those like loose terms that kind of whatever you want to make it. Um, mm. For me, I guess like anything that requires the audience to participate, whether yeah. even if it's like uh solo, which a lot of times there's a lot of solo adventures, video game would be like an interactive. Right. or like an ARG where a lot of times you have to work as a team to continue the progress of the story or to, to kind of get there. Um, I like to think of like a lot at least for the film series stuff is like for the indexes I like to think that it's for all audiences and that's like you can just kick your kick up your feet and just watch the show you don't have to interact with it Um, but it's interactable so that's kind of I'm coining that term right now, interactive bowl. <laughs> no, but it's like you can interact to gain more story, but you don't have to.
0: Is there a, a movie or a TV series on Netflix where they did an interactive thing where you could? Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the name of that?
1: They have a couple. Of there. There's a lot of kid shows, actually. It so, was based
0: on was... the the Black Mirror, the, the world of the Black that's, Mirror.
1: That's Bandersnatch.
0: Bandersnatch,
1: yeah, that was that yeah. was an interesting one.
0: That was cool. The, I don't that's, know. That's that's interactive movie. They, you could do the same thing yeah. with with tell your own story books or something like that, or write right. your own story books. Right, um, and I think I've seen and I
1: think like I liked it. I don't know if like here's a thing, funny thing too. Especially the type of stuff I'm making, but like I don't think I would ever want to watch another. You know, yeah. like it was cool as a like one off, like a novelty sort of thing. Yeah, I think the better approach is like make something that it's their choice if they want to dive deeper into it. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like making you, cause like after a while you don't want to be clicking, you know, you're just watching and that sort of stuff. But like, yeah, if, it does if,
0: interrupt. It, it does interrupt the, the experience of watching a, a yeah. movie or, or TV series.
1: Yeah. So it's almost like if it's interactionable, again, mm-hmm. I'm writing that down, but, um, <laughs> Like, okay, here's a great example. So we just watched uh, The Moon Knight. Is that what that new Marvel? TV series on Disney Plus? Yes. There was a, yeah, a
0: Moon Knight series.
1: Yeah. So watching it, no problem, no nothing. But all of a sudden I saw a QR code in
0: the background. (laughs) Really? And
1: I was like, ah, I bet you that's a thing. So like, obviously I I had him pause it and I did the QR code. And then there's this little thing that kind of popped up. <clears throat> it wasn't like an ARG or anything, but it just kind of gave me a free comic book to a nice. Moon Knight comic book, and I was like, "What? That's that's cool because that, cool. that gives people the option, and that's like how word of mouth gets around too." Yeah, uh, but but um, that's cool. Like I like that. I like the concept. And that's the whole thing of the index and the following clues and stuff It's like the story has to be good enough where people just watch it as a story, and that's mm-hmm. it, or read a book. That's it. But yeah. allowing them to just dig deep. That's
0: it. I like the idea of the QR code. I didn't know that was in the Marvel uh, the uh, Moon Knight
1: It's when series. he's in the storage shed. He's a bit like I think okay. he's still kind of not sure what's going on and is it obvious? Does it, it pop
0: up on the screen or is it kind of in the background
1: where it's- you wouldn't it's like a sticker on the door, so he oh, has. Like, okay. I think there's like a scene where his hand, he's about. They're about to open it, or they, they're trying to fiddle with the lock. I can't remember, right. and like it's there. So it's like pretty prominent enough. You could scan it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like a blurry whatever in the back, but it's yeah. it's there at least in one close up shot.
0: That is cool. Uh, I've yeah. seen some really interesting uh, uses for QR codes in marketing. I do uh, marketing yeah. is my what well, my business is. And you, yeah. uh, you know, I've seen people take and create like three D videos that you, you scan the QR code and a, it makes a a three D video play, uh, uh, and it looks it's a it it's an augmented reality application. Yeah, uh, have you ever seen that's anything cool. like that?
1: Kind of, I seen like AR stuff. I never yeah. followed a QR code that did that though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's there's a
0: there's some really cool applications with uh, QR code. And you know, now it's it's pretty well known. I mean, most everybody knows what, but back in the day, 10 yeah, <laughs> probably about 10, 12 years ago is when it first started to come out. Yeah. And I was telling my clients, you gotta do QR codes um, on everything. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. But now everybody's <laughs> doing them. You gotta that's have them true. now.
1: Yeah. 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 Yep, that's true. There'll there <laughs> probably be QR codes in uh, the index.
0: Ah, okay. I think as
1: Moon Knight does, I was like, "Oh, I should be using QR codes." So I think no, really spoilers. no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> but <laughs> there's gonna be so many clues, like hidden IP
0: okay. addresses. <laughs>
1: yep, <laughs> that's
0: right. There's mm. actually a running
1: ARG right now that people can. I kind of purposely made it really hard, but there's actually an ARG running right now that will lead you to a clues and stuff and a prize at the end. By the way,
0: can uh, can we say what that is?
1: Uh, yeah, you can I'll, I'll tell you what. Um the first clue is N bug, but typed like hacker lead. So it's three N D B U six. Okay. And that should get you, and I'll just say the end, you'll know when it's the end of mm-hmm. the RG. Let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah, I I knew that was there, and I followed it. I just didn't want to put any spoilers out there, but it's in a couple of your videos. Anytime you see, just for anybody who might be interested in following some clues, anytime you see something typed in a weird way, that is a clue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You you see something in
0: in hacker type? Yeah. That is a clue. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's, that's a good rule of thumb to follow. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> I guess we should start winding this down because we're almost at about an hour. And I didn't want to take up too much time. I know you're a busy guy. Probably got a uh, uh, your own. You, did you say you're self-employed? You have your own business? I am.
1: Yeah. So okay. I'm, a, I'm actually a more commercial filmmaker, although I'm working on like a kid show right now of all things, oh, okay. which is kind of fun. Cool. Fun, but um, not my not my uh, brand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, not only are we taking time away from your livelihood, but we're taking time okay. away from you finishing fun, man. the index. <laughs> Got
1: um
0: Yeah, you get. You, I, I mean, I'm sure you probably already thought about this, but are you going to have uh, like a some kind of a podcast element to the index to the index? <sighs>
1: Yeah, I was, I was thinking what I could do because l- a lot of the work will be done by then. But once we release the actual 12 episodes, so like again, like once a week, so over like 12 weeks, I want to do almost like a recap sort of podcast. Kind of like, you remember Walking Dead had The Talking Dead? Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of want to do that. I'll like bring on some of the actors and stuff like that. There might be clues in those too who's to say but um but I kind of want to do like a yeah just like a general recap of the show and then possibly like continue that going um after the the 12 episodes because I, I want to do multiple seasons so it's like this will be the first season called endbug which is like mm-hmm. the most obvious clue right but <laughs> um but then just continue that podcast all the way through and I, and I sometimes we'll live stream on the index like and I want to do this again but we live streamed a film shoot one day, which is really fun. Um, we had some technical issues, but I want to do that again. So I kind of and then the production diaries, that sort of thing. I need to do better on, but um, I do want to do a podcast. Like that's 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 something that's has to happen with the show. I think.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. Hey, do you have a? You do have
1: a newsletter, right? Mm, I'm like getting emails, and then yeah. they'll like send you clues and stuff. But no, not, just a, I don't.
0: Like like when like you do updates. a live stream, when you're getting ready to do a live stream, you send out an email to your newsletter subscribers.
1: Um, no, I don't think I have done that yet. I should. Yeah, That's definitely something I should.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, again, but again, I I saw I, that you were doing a live stream. Also, chaos. also Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces is a uh, a big hit yeah. right now.
1: I've been I've been participating in a lot of those. In fact, I have a one I'm scheduled for tomorrow. I think. But those are actually fun i didn't like i don't know how new twitter spaces is but um especially like which we didn't even talk about but like uh um going into like the nft space and like the whole web 3 and all that that's right um, which 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 by the way is not that's i I always emphasize it because it's such a dirty word nowadays to use nfts and all that sort of stuff but i'm mostly interested in like the technology of it right like i'm interested in the the independence that can create away from the Hollywood system, though I'm not like super anti Hollywood, but I think like eh, we can make this work with or without. Yeah. But but um, it's going to be for like people that are into NFTs. It's people that are into crypto stuff. So yeah. it's not going to be for the average fan that like doesn't care about that stuff. Is you know not going to affect you at all. So that's one thing I just always want to emphasize whenever I'm talking to people <laughs> because it's like, it's like literally a slang to, to sit there and go like, Oh, you know, like a, uh, you know, decentralization and blockchain. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's just a technology. It should yeah. be used as a technology. I think the way of like selling a JPEG is gone. Like, I think that's kind of done, done now, but, uh, yeah. but there's still the technology is still a solid thing. You know?
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, i <clears> am <throat> I'm a big supporter of uh of blockchain technology yep. i I'd never yeah, I got into the nft idea somewhat and I saw people making money hand over fist
1: oh in the early days in the great. early days
0: but people the, market... uh,
1: not to interrupt you, but like the there's beep you know who Beeple is yeah, he's like a an artist okay, so he like the big he's like the third most richest artist or something like right yeah now, or something like that. there's this great video. That of him, like, of a guy, he went to, like, a convention or something like that, and Beeple was there, and he and he goes up to Beeple, and he has a piece of paper, and he's like, hey, Beeple, can I show you a magic trick real quick? And he goes, uh, sure, and then he, he's like, just draw a stick figure on this piece of paper, and he's like, okay, and he draws mm-hmm. a stick figure, mm-hmm. and he hands it back to the guy, and the guy goes... Thanks. And he runs away and that's it. But the dude is like getting offers for like $100,000 just for that little stick figure. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) insane. But he he made... people made so much money off the NFT thing. And obviously, like because of that, even grew bigger as an artist. It's like the hype was just like crazy in the beginning.
0: Same thing with blockchain when it first came out. Bitcoin and then you had the Dogecoin hype, which... I don't know. It's it's still it's still a little bit of a hype, but
1: <clears throat> yeah,
0: I think there is. I think some, we're going
1: to come back to like utility, right? Like we're going to come. That's back what's to important. Like, yeah, that's what people right. are starting to. Yeah, and I mean, Bitcoin
0: is is still up to twenty thousand dollars per Bitcoin now. Sure. Yeah, so, it's
1: a real thing. I, I don't. It's not going anywhere. It's yeah. a real thing. It can create independence. I think everybody's still just trying to figure out what to do with the technology. Yeah, You know, I, I heard a great uh, analogy. It's, it's almost like we just invented the printing press. And mm-hmm. now it's like, but what book? And everybody was like, almost like in this fan, like craziness of like, well, just print me out a page of whatever. I don't care. I'll pay you $10,000 for it. You know, like yeah. we're yeah. Already using a printing press because they're just, you know, they saw what it could, the potential of, it could be so mm-hmm. people were spending a ton of money and then granted all good for them. They made a ton of money, but now we're at a point now where it's like, okay, we have a printing press. Everybody's used to it. Now the hype is still there, but it's largely dissipated. Now, what are you going to do with the printing press? And I think we will never come back from the printing press, but we have it now and right. it's going to you know, increase things. One of the things that I'm part of too is uh, film three, which is like a take on web three mm-hmm. and all of us, all those Twitter spaces were just like, what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm going to try this. I'm going to experiment with that. You know? And it's like, we're all just like, we know that this printing press to keep using the analogy is great. And it's potential is insane. but We still just don't know what to do with it. We're still just experimenting and figuring it out. And the first person to do that, forget it.
0: Well, it was the same way with the internet, man. When the, when the internet first right. came out, you know, people were, Getting online and not really knowing what to do. Um, yeah. And then here comes Google, you know, and, and they organize everything.
1: That's right. That's and it's right. well, funny because it. everybody uses that analogy of the bubble, right? The dot com mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah. But they forget to remember that that birthed Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean?
0: yeah. Like that. And so like, many, so many other And tech so companies. many others. That's uh, right. Facebook, you know, a, a few of them have, have fallen by the wayside, but uh, right. yeah, the 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 whole social media technology came right. came from that tech bubble debacle.
1: And what's the thing is they it wasn't because everybody's so focused on the domains with almost like an NFT JPEG thing,
0: right. they're
1: so focused on it that they didn't think about the utility of it. They didn't yeah. think about what you could do with it, and so the ones that survived are the ones that thought that far ahead. Say, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna provide an actual value, and then they rose to the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we could talk about that's a whole different. That's all. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> <but, laughs>
1: that's but, right. Uh,
0: so you, you've already gave your your contacts, but I want I want you to yeah. reiterate it for anybody that, so they don't have to rewind it to catch them. Sure. How can people get yeah. a hold of you? And why should they get a hold of you? Why should people sure? To
1: you? That's a good question. Um, yeah. So you could uh, mostly if you want to like check out just a general overview of the index, just go to theindex.world. Um, you follow us on Twitter. The I think it's at the index project. Yes, the index project and YouTube. It's slash the index and any one of those. You can reach out to me. I think there's an email. Um, yeah. If you want to reach out to me uh, via email, you can. Um, it's a what is it info or contact at the index.tv so that's another website that we didn't you know it's that's probably going to go away but um yeah so it's just a, it's a crazy it's an experiment it's literally an experiment in interactable i'm writing that down interactable entertainment
0: good stuff good stuff i can't <laughs> wait until um you know, you come out with some more stuff. I love when you when you drop a video. I'm there as soon as you drop awesome, it. Um, all your tweets, I, I see, I share. Um, at least like them. I'm, I may not yeah. share all of them, but I at least like them. Oh, I
1: see. I, I just think what it,
0: you're man. doing is cool stuff, man. So
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. And that's again, like we talked about, it could be my folly as I can't pump <laughs> it out faster. Yeah.
0: Uh, so um I'm gonna I'm just gonna wrap it up and say thank you Rustin for joining me on dead end radio. It was great. Fun, Good luck man. with the index keep going and I look forward to seeing what you have next man anything any parting words you'd like to say before we close it out
1: uh just keep pondering. That's it
0: Right on man <laughs> thanks Andrew
1: and recording yep
0: if you've enjoyed this conversation and would like to hear more topics like this please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, Goodpods, or your favorite listening platform. If you'd like to get in touch with me directly, please visit my website andrewhall.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you'll consider joining me for future episodes.